This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, let's bring in the host of the BetQLU podcast. He's wearing a shirt that says worst state ever, and it's an outline of Ohio. Let's talk to Chris Mack. We are. Oh, Penn State. Penn State. Wow. Yeah, baby. Oh, God. Well, I was getting excited, and Chelsea said, no, let's temper that enthusiasm. It is the very regular and very talented Chris Mack. Chris, (laughs) how are you feeling about your Nittany Lions? I'm scared, Jenks. I'm so scared. Yeah. I'm like I'm the scared. girl in Blair Witch Project. I'm right up in the camera. You can almost see the boogers <laughs> coming out of my nose. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, this is the best chance James Franklin has ever had to get both of the boogeymen in the same season. Now, Michigan, we will save for, well, Michigan week. Uh, but Ohio State on the road in Columbus. And the spread keeps growing, right? Started out at four early in the week, up to four and a half now. You can tell I'm not in shape lately because I'm out of breath from my marching in place that just happened. It's very sad. (laughs) But I I also think this is... This is the uh, the best the the biggest talent disparity. And it's not great, really. Usually the talent disparity lies on the other side. Um, But this is the best talent disparity we've seen whether it's in the secondary for Penn State finally having an opportunity to limit what Ohio State does through the air, whether it's the offensive line that I think is obviously led by Ola Fashionu, who could have been the top tackle in the draft last year, but still decided to come back. And of course, I've been telling you guys all year, it's the year of the quarterback. So definitely there's an advantage there. Drew Aller still has yet to throw an interception this year. Kyle McCord on the other side has been underwhelming at times for the Buckeyes. And the one thing I will sprinkle on on top of this that I think is key to a lot of important games this week around college football, including this one, is the revenge aspect. It's revenge week. You know, you've got Utah. uh, They won three in a row against USC. Do the Trojans, and the Trojans looking to bounce back after that ugly loss to Notre Dame, do they have revenge on their mind? You've got Bama looking to maybe exact some revenge on Tennessee for last year and to get them in Tuscaloosa. And Penn State, for years, has not been able to get past the boogeyman of Ohio State and Michigan and beat both in the same year. This is, if it doesn't happen this time, they're not going to have many opportunities to get both on the schedule at the same time going forward as the Western teams, the Pacific teams get added to the Big Ten starting next year, the way the schedule will rotate. So this is the time. It is now if James Franklin and the Nittany Lions are ever going to do it. So here's the sabotage factor in my eyes. I don't think I've heard a single person on Ohio State this week. Every single person I know is all over Penn State plus four and a half. 
Does it yeah. make you worry that Penn State is possibly a trendy dog that could get slaughtered? <laughs> slaughtered? Why you got to be so personal with it, Chelsea? Um, slaughtered? <laughs> <Down>? No. You <laughs> and I that. Quietly take to that back room at the vet where they leave you alone for just a couple of minutes to say some final words and cry tears into that warm fur before you have to get up. Yeah, no, I, I worry about Jeez. that. I, I've been to too many. Do you sense my emotional attachment to this thing? Um, I've, I've been there too many times and had things ruined by Ohio State too often. It's why I wear this shirt that you guys mentioned with pride. Um, there is, it is, however, a... a I'll say this, and, and some Penn State people won't like to hear it. It's a bit of a one-way rivalry, right? Like, it, Penn State hates Ohio State more than Ohio State even considers themselves thinking about Penn State. Um, that being the case, as far as the trendy dog goes, I think really there's just been this momentum all year behind just what I said a couple minutes ago. If it's ever going to happen for Penn State, it's got to be this year with mm. the quarterback that they have now. Uh, with the defense that they've put in place. Um, and so, yes, it is very trendy, and that worries me a lot as a Penn State fan. And to be quite honest, as someone who may bet on this game, I mean, keep an eye on it. This might be – the line might just be a stay away, you know? it. it Penn State – there's nothing saying Penn State has to win this game. Uh, there is a lot of mojo, for lack of a better way to put it, a lot of sneaking momentum over the years that leans Ohio State's way, including the fact that this thing is in Columbus. Um, so I, as a Penn State fan, to be quite honest, I don't know if I'll have the heart to put my money on this one because I know sometimes I get too emotionally involved in these things and then it jumps up and burns me. But I, I also do understand those people that for all the reasons I outlined earlier, look at this and say, well, no, this is the one time Penn State does catch Ohio State in particular because of the quarterback advantage. Oh, man, I hope you're right because I'm with you, buddy. I am tired of the Buckeyes. We're talking with Chris Mack, host of the VetQOU podcast, which drops tonight again on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Also does a fantastic job on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. All right, let's talk SEC. Number 17, Tennessee. At number 11, mm -hmm. Alabama. Alabama laying Eight and a half points, total sitting at 48 and a half. What are you thinking here, Chris? I think that number's a little big. It has me wondering. You know, for Alabama, who's only four and three against the spread this year and is coming off that ugly win over Arkansas, there's, you know, there's two instinctive ways you look at that. You go, well, they're coming off an ugly win over Arkansas. Uh, they, they should feel inspired to, and again, the revenge angle to this thing, they should feel inspired, emotionally energized, especially at home. Uh, to take care of business against Tennessee. But I, I don't like that number. I do suspect we get a tight ball game again. I'm not going to go out on a limb and predict a, a Tennessee upset like we got last year. But I think this is more of a four or five point game. And that's why I don't like the number. And if I, if I do go with anybody on the spread on this one, it will be Tennessee. Um, I just, it, this is, this is just as good a Tennessee team, in my opinion, too, as they had last year. So um, Tennessee covering in Tuscaloosa I, at eight and a half. I, I, I really like the number if, if you're looking to bet the Vols. Right, especially because it is a low total sitting at 48 and a half. Mm -hmm. Points should be at a premium. 
Uh, and also, I think I'm rooting for Tennessee here because I just read that Nick Saban doesn't actually smoke the cigars. You know how they do the celebration at the end of this one uh, for the rivalry? He said he just chews on it. And I was like, that fraud. At least smoke the cigar, <laughs> Nick Saban. But uh, yeah, I'll be rooting for Tennessee. Uh, next up, let's go to number 14, Utah at number 18, USC. USC laying seven here, a total of 56. You are talking about the revenge angle. Uh, and also, it feels like a spot where we may see another public dog here in Utah. USC did not look good last week, but what's the side you're taking? This is still such a tough one because figuring out just what Utah is, uh, especially without Cam Rising still and without Brant Keithy, um, I mean, we know what they are, right? They're defense above all. Um, and with that being said, this is classic irresistible force, immovable object, USC offense against Utah defense. And it's hard not – I think it's hard for the public not to lean in on the Utes given what we saw last year and really the last three matchups between these two teams. That's Caleb Williams' first three-interception game of his collegiate career last week against Notre Dame. It's only the second multi-interception game of his collegiate career. Um, I, I – I'm trying to get a gauge, guys, and I don't know what you think on whether this is the beginning of the collapse for USC or it's the bump in the road that maybe they needed to refocus themselves. I will say this. This game is an elimination chamber matchup, a win-or-go-home matchup for either one of these teams' CFP hopes, if they still have any, uh, because a two-loss Pac-12 team is not even a part of that conversation. I think that's enough for USC to win this one. Do they cover that number? Uh, this is another one I think is really tight. So I, I do understand the public going in on Utah plus seven. And I do think a large, I think a lot of people in, in the public want to see Utah win. They, they're kind of rooting against USC unless you're actually in Southern California. They, they like to see the dog in this case, maybe give uh, give the Trojans their comeuppance or uh, remind them, put them in their place, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. So I like Utah plus the number, but um, this game, I think, is going to be another one that's really tight here on Revenge Week. Oh, man, I'm already excited for the weekend. He's Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast. It drops tonight on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Check him out as host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh and host of the fourth down in the Steel City pod. Chris, great to see you as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. Also, Chris is 6-0 in our Survivor Pool, taking the Niners over the Vikings this week. Another excellent call. Ooh, I don't know about this USC line. I, I, I'm not going to bet this game, but it feels this. If you're talking about lines that don't make any sense, USC laying seven makes no sense at all. It does feel like a, a public play on Utah saying, you know, Utah's going to run the roost here just because USC looked yeah. so terrible last week. So much of betting, I feel like, is judging the market and trying not to overreact. So I think that's yeah. what I'm going to do on that one. I feel like USC's the play. Yeah, I do too. If I had to play it, it won't be an official play, but I would actually lean Trojans here. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.